everybody. So welcome back to Lead Her Shift. I am here with Angela, an amazing dynamic woman, as you know, from around the world. And she's a certified relationship coach. I just want to make sure I get it right. Um, and she works with different couples and helps to build a better love cycle amongst them. And we're going to hear more from her, more about her story and experiences. But I just want to say thank you, Angela, for coming on to the show. And thank you for having this conversation with me, especially in your experience about leadership. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So tell me a little bit about you. Um, when I hear certified relationship coach, I, there, I mean, to some extent, it's like, head on you know exactly what it is but then there's another layer of it you probably don't know so for yeah, those who sure. don't understand exactly what you offer can you share a little bit about that i sure can it's my pleasure i appreciate it i do want to say i thank you for the opportunity for having me here to share your platform of course what an amazing opportunity it is um my name is angela s walker and i help singles as well as couples design relationship strategies that are comprehensive and customized to their specific specific relationship needs using right. practical tips and uh, techniques and Aliane let me tell you I can just pause right there for a second because I like to design the relationship for singles and couples because there it's is no easy. one size fit all there is no right. one couple just like the other couple there is no a single person looking for the same thing as another single person is. So I love to, to say design because I actually mm. get into what you're trying to, what you're looking for. What is your ideal uh, relationship? What does that look like? What does that feel like to my clients? And I build on that. I design that based on your needs because we all have different needs. So I have that. And I also have created a coaching service that, more affordable to those who need a relationship coach, right. but could never really afford one because the prices could get a little steep and, and as they should be because we put, as coaches, and I can just let you know, it takes a lot of time and detail into each situation. Right. Uh, it's not a cookie cutter program. You're not uh, getting a client and, and you just have a, a certain blueprint to that for everyone. No, it is not. You're listening to that client. You're creating... A, a, a plan just for them. So it does take time. But I also wanted to give an opportunity to those that may not really need a coach, sort of say, uh, to walk them through their relationship months at a time. You may just need to talk to someone uh, for 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and yeah. I created what I call an Ask Me Anything service. And what that oh, is, nice. yes, you schedule a call. It's a dollar a minute. And right. you talk about your relationship concerns. You talk about your relationship wants and needs. You talk to me and find out ways to, where you can get clarity on what you're looking for. Because believe it or not, Alian, we think we know what we want mm. in a relationship until <laughs> someone asks you. If I ask you what does a healthy and long-lasting relationship looks like to you, what I get in return is a lot of, pausing, thinking, mm. not really sure. And if you are not sure what you're looking for in a relationship, how can someone else provide you that? So That's I true. love, I love yeah. the Ask Me Anything service because it allows you an opportunity to talk to a professional like myself, gain that knowledge, dig deeper into who you are 
so we can find the best love match for you. And that is what I do. I'm also the author of How to Resolve Any Relationship Issue. And we'll talk uh, about that a little later. Yeah. And so so I have so many questions, honestly. (laughs) Okay. But my first question would be, you know, I think generally, so when we talk about relationships, we or when we, when we experience relationships, oftentimes a lot of the patterns that we have are based on what we've seen growing up or, you know, based on what we've experienced. Sometimes most of the time, actually, how we are now is based on some level of hurt or something that someone has either put us through some challenge we've had or maybe on the flip of that, the great times we've had in relationships. Is 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 your service one that kind of strips that all away, <laughs> you know, and gets persons to really shift how they even see relationships? Because I know you say design, but sometimes persons don't even know where to start because they're so <laughs> caught up in the past experiences, you know? Yes, yes. That is a great question. Yes, the service is designed for that. You, As you mentioned, a lot of times we think we know what we want in a relationship because we're going on our lifestyle, how we grew up. And right, we can right. say, I loved how I grew up. This is what I want to see in my relationship. Sometimes we say, I don't like what what I experienced when I was growing up. So I want the opposite. Yeah. Sometimes we just settle for how we grew up because we think this is how we should have a relationship. Right. Yeah. What I what I do when you it when I intake you into my coaching program, I go into a deep dive about you. Who are right. you? And it does take peeling off layers, layers of what you have as far as tradition because let me be honest here. A lot of times we have grown up in, in a household a certain way. I'll give you a, a direct example. Mm-hmm. If my mother loved to prepare my father's meals, right. if, she, if she took a liking to that because this is what she wanted to do, she raised me to do that same thing. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean, Alianne, that I like that. Yeah. So I like to do a deep dive into what do you like? I don't want to, I don't want to hear about how you were raised. I want to dig deeper into your likes. What are your needs? What are your wants? Because this is how we are able to decide what is a good match for you. Mm. I don't, you know, when we just start by what you're familiar with, it doesn't necessarily mean that is what you want in your. Yeah. And even in taking that point, that, that example that you use, sometimes you might have an experience that you feel is so amazing, right? Something that, so even the same, the same example of mom prepares food for dad, I'm accustomed to seeing that. So in my mind, that's what I'm meant to do. I'm supposed to prepare the food for my husband or for my partner. And sometimes that even false idea of of what what your role is meant to be could be a hindrance as much as it's a blessing absolutely you know? because guess what yes you were raised that way but do you really like it and then i can go further you may connect with a partner that he loves to cook he's a chef 
So yeah. he desires to serve you. That's and if it. you bring those old traditions into your current situation, it could be a disaster in your situation. So yeah. therefore, this is why I do a deep dive. I want to know truly, authentically, what do you like? Not only the yeah, Angela, and and not only that, um, I've found over the years, whether it's from my experience or from others, seeing others, that we decide who we want first before we decide <laughs> what kind of relationship we want. You know, is we kind of do it the other way around. So we design the person uh-huh. as opposed to the type of relationship we're looking for, you know? And I think that in and of itself is part <laughs> of the challenge. It's part <laughs> of the issue. It is a great challenge. And we also tend to think, and I don't want to pick on our women, but I will make a, a, a statement that is true. We tend to think that when we connect with a partner, it really doesn't matter what it, he, it comes with. We will change this person. We will right. make this person. We will mold this person. But guess what? This person has already been raised. Yeah. This person has their own way of thinking and their own way of doing things. And we have to get out of that mindset that we can change another individual. I Mm. love to teach and coach. No, know what you want and connect with someone that has the same likes and wants as you do. Do not get caught up in that rabbit hole, going down that rabbit hole of thinking you can create another human being. That's it. That's that's spot on. Um, So with all this, I mean, we could probably go on and on dissecting <laughs> relationships and, and different things. But Angela, tell me a little bit about why, why this, okay. you know, like what was the why behind this? I mean, granted uh, it serves an extremely positive purpose and you're helping others in a, in a huge way, sometimes in a way that they might not even realize or recognize how they need that help. But, but why? Was was your way? What was how? Then <laughs> you know. I love that I love that because I actually taught a seminar about what is your why, right. because your why is what's going to drive you and continue to drive you even when you hit bumps in the road. Mm. When it comes to your career, when it comes to your passion, because if you don't have a why, you will fall at the wayside when trouble comes. Here's my why. Here's my why. I am a loveaholic. Okay. I love that. I made that word up, but this is who I I am. And Alian, despite what I went through in my marriage and the horrific things that I went through, it Mm. never stopped my belief in love. It never made me hate love. Mm. Love is love. Just because two people did not work out doesn't mean love is not real. Doesn't mean I don't deserve love. Right. Therefore, when I was going through, you know, I was married 14 years. Wow. Uh, My, the 10 years were great. Everything I ever imagined it would be. But the last four years was a living hell. Mm. Okay. Infidelity crept in, uh, uh, and I just use crept in for a lack of a better word because yeah. you know it does not creep in, okay? Yeah, that's uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> infidelity, 
verbal abuse, emotional abuse, mm. um, in addition to ha having a disabled child that, okay, I, that wow. I was raising. And when I name those things that happened in my marriage, I'm not pointing the finger at my ex-husband. It was on both ends, okay? Right. So therefore, when those things happened in my marriage, I'm sure, Alian, that there were services out there. I just didn't look for them. They mm. were not highlighted in my face. Mm. Uh, I believe that had I known to go that route and to get professional help, maybe it could have been right. salvaged. Yeah. I take that same attitude when it comes to my profession. My why is because if relationships can be salvaged, I want mm -hmm. to do that. If they yeah. do not have to end, I want to be a part of that. If the divorce court can be emptied out, I want to help empty it out. Because right. I believe we create a loving environment. We and I'm crazy enough to believe this, Alian. I believe <laughs> that we can we can actually stop a lot of or alleviate a lot of crime in our schools. I mm. believe we can stop a lot of crime in our streets because we had an example of love. We had an mm. example of respect. We had an mm. example of what effective communication brings. We mm. have those things. So this is my why. It's very personal to me. Right. I love to see when couples reclaim their love for one another. And I love to help singles find that love match for them so they, mm. can, they can avoid these relationship bloopers. So that is yeah. my why it's personal and, you know, it helps others as well. It's a win-win situation. And it's so funny you say that because I, I, I often feel like um, in different types of relationship, right? Uh, whether you're married or in a very committed relationship, et cetera, you can love someone, but there are just times that you don't like them. <laughs> right. And I feel like oftentimes we misinterpret not liking them in those moments or in that situation or for that reason as I don't love them anymore. Correct. Right. And Correct. Um, it, it creates, especially when you don't communicate. And as you said, effective communication and effective communication works in so many different spaces. Right. Yes. But especially in the, in the relationship family environment, if you don't effectively communicate there, um that that like that dislike can quite easily turn into lack of love what like what's your yes. thoughts on on yes. that let's 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 marinate on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get some tenderizer on yeah. this okay you know this is another reason why i have to ask me anything service is because of those moments that you're talking about mm. a lot of times when we have disagreement with our partners a lot of times when we feel neglected a lot of times when we feel that that we're we've hit a dry spot in our relationship we tend to interpret that as though this relationship is over right and this service provides you to connect with me let's talk about it because yeah. what i'm finding is when we talk things out without our partner initially sometimes we need another unbiased ear when we talk things out a lot of times we realize that it's not that serious yeah a lot of times you know we 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 get the conclusion of the entire matter is that maybe you're just having an emotional breakdown because maybe you had a loss 
um, in your family. And I mean, someone may have passed away in your family and now you're very emotional. So now whatever your partner does, he looks or she looks insensitive to what you're going through. Yeah. A lot of times we just have to pause. I often say pause, think about it, digest and process what is really happening here. A yeah. lot of times it is what's going on with you. It is not necessarily what your partner is doing against you. And it's interesting you said that as well, because I feel like in, in general, in life, right? Different scenarios and, and different roles that we have kind of intertwine with each other. So for example, like how you mentioned, you might have a loss, but for example, persons who are deeply ingrained in their work, for example, are deeply ingrained in what their team is doing if they're leading could filter into what happens at home. What happens in that home environment like if something went wrong with a project or, you know, there's some difficult, difficult employee. It could be so many myriad of reasons, but oftentimes it can, it can go either way. So, so work can infiltrate your home life and vice versa. Th that home life that you've created, whether you're happy or sad, could automatically infiltrate how you treat your team, how you treat, you know, yes. persons around you in the workspace. So it's like, it's so important to, to get it, not necessarily right, but to feel right at every stage, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. It is very important to pause again and to think about, hold on, what has happened today? Did anything happen yeah. That is causing me to feel uncomfortable. Did anything happen that's causing me to get on the defense against my partner, against anyone? Because, Alian, my book on how to resolve any relationship issue, it is not only talking about intimate relationships. I'm talking right. about friendships. I'm talking about business relationships. And that book transpired because of, in my personal life, how I ruined so many of my personal relationships. relationships okay? yeah. I ruined friendships. I ruined intimate relationships. I ruined business relationships all because I, I did not know how to properly address issues. For example, mm. if I felt you offended me in any manner, I would come after your throat in that moment. And right. it didn't matter to me if we were surrounded by other people. It was, I only thought about myself. I only thought about, you will not offend me. You will not embarrass me. When I stepped back to say, hold on, Angela, why are your relationships not lasting? What's right. going on? And it can't be everyone else because you are in the center of it all. So yeah. I had to deep dive into myself and find out what am I doing wrong. When I found that out in the beginning of my book, I, I wrote a formal apology because mm. I wanted to apologize because I did not know. I did not do the research on how do you effectively communicate. And this is how, it's all about presentation. You know, Alien, we, yeah. we often say, it's not what you say, it's how you say how it. You but say I go it. further, True. right? You go further. It's what you say, when you say, where you say, and how you say. It's an entire presentation. Because mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself, what are you trying to, what's your resolution? What are your results you're, you're going after? Do you want war or do you want peace? If mm. you want peace, there is a way. You have to present this issue. And this is what the book is all about. I wrote the book 56 pages on purpose 
so I can get to the point so you can see yourself in a lot of these scenarios. And so I can give you tips and techniques that would help you save your relationships. Yeah. I love that. I love that you said, you know, this is not just for intimate relationships because I think we sometimes, especially there are many coaches at times who focus in so much in a particular channel or in a particular way and forget how many scenarios it could be applicable to, you know? And then there's that, there's that, uh, lack of understanding mm-hmm. that sometimes how people communicate or balancing how people communicate versus their intent yes you know what what yes. did they intend to say <laughs> how did they intend to say what wow. was the intent of how you receive it yes. um you know and is that level of of understanding in communication that in many in many instances bypasses people like like a, a, a running train you know um so because angela we're because we're selfish yeah he, yeah he, we're, we're, we're wanting you to hear us out you hear my point you hear what mm. i have to say i need you to feel what i feel i need you to understand how i feel yeah we, we enter in these conversations selfishly yeah well I don't teach that. I, I After I've ruined so many, let me help you out. Let me save some of your relationships. I'm teaching you there's a better way. And I appreciate you so much for saying, you know, in your book, you wrote an apology. You started by acknowledging, you know, how I maybe over the years have caused some form of harm or some or inflicted some uncomfortable space whether it's with friends or whoever you know starting with i've been there i've done this you know (laughs) i've i've messed up (laughs) and and it's so strange because like we we aren't we aren't used to apologizing i feel many people aren't but not only that we are not used to doing it publicly right you know so sometimes we might do we might and and it's and it's an amazing form of of leadership you know because you start with yourself first just to say well look I know you're messing up but guess what my hands aren't clean you know I've done this I've, I've, I've made the mistakes but here's what I can do for you because now I've overcome that and I can help to lead you in the right path yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's key. I think Angela, you're, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank just, you. And- just in case no one told you that, you know, I'm just gonna Thank tell you. you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. What you're saying, what you hit on, is very important. We don't realize how difficult it is for so many people to say, "I'm sorry, I yeah. messed up." I have clients that I have to literally coach through this because a lot of times. People say they're sorry and they, and they do it in their way. They may, uh, if they offended you, they may begin to buy you a box of cookies. They yeah. never said sorry, but they, it's they like a gesture. You. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I teach, you must say that. Don't, right. you know, you don't get, you don't have the right to just sweep it under the rug, sort of say. People need to hear that apology. 
just yeah. because you know you're sorry that you caused the offense, the other person needs to hear that sorry. Yeah. And do that. It, it is okay. And it helps you because now you've gotten that burden off you and you know you did not try to go around the corner to say, I'm sorry. You directly said, I'm sorry. And yeah. another thing I want to mention, if I may, I yeah. often talk about, I often talk about text messaging because you know, this is our day and hour. Communication is, you know, different forms. We're on a Zoom call right now. You know, yeah. we communicate differently now than we did in the past. There's nothing wrong with sending a text message, but here's what I warn against. Mm. When there's a sensitive issue that needs to be talked about or hashed out, avoid texting with the, uh, the, the, the letters. Press the microphone and speak out your text. Because yeah. you cannot feel the emotion when you're writing the text. And you don't want to leave any room for error. You don't want to leave any room for misunderstanding. I often say, put the speaker on, speak it out, and that's it. Because now they can hear your heartbeat. Now yeah. they can hear your sincerity in what you are saying. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, it's, it's speaking truth to power, right? But it's yeah. also a way to validate that person's feelings you know we 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 forget that sometimes we need to be validated in how we how we're feeling about a particular situation and it it helps to bring calm for both parties at least what I've found over the years you know so quick question to you Angela who was Angela pre pre-coaching life like what was Angela doing where was Angela like talk to me about before this part of you existed okay what were you up to what was going on (laughs) you know outside of marriage and all that what was happening you know what was going on with me is I was raised I was raised in a home with my mother and my father I was raised in a very abusive home Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw so much disrespect amongst my parents. I knew it was wrong, but let me tell you about the twisted part of that. I brought that over into my marriage mm. because this is what I saw. And although I know it was wrong, I knew it was wrong. Somehow I loved the fact that my mother was powerful and that my mother in my sight that my mother was able to stand up for herself and i loved that part about it but i took all the negative with it right but but as a little girl i always knew that i wanted to teach and Mm. you know when we would have family gatherings, all the boys, you know, they would go outside and they would play football, basketball, whatever game they chose to play, they played it. And all the girls, we would get together and we took turns saying, you know, you choose what we're going to play. So I may have had a cousin that she said we're going to play restaurant. So, you know, right. she, would, she would be the, you know, she would be the waitress and she would take our orders and, you know, we would do that. And then uh, my sister, you know, she would, may say, you know, I want to play a salon. You know, and now she would do everybody's hair and we would have to be, you know, her, her client. When it came to me, I never changed what I wanted to do. As mm. often as we, my cousins came to visit or we would visit one another, they always chose something different that they wanted to, to be. 
Well, I never changed. I always wanted to play schoolhouse and I had to be the teacher. <laughs> and this is as, as young as five years old. Wow. Um, and I, when I look back at my life and there was a point where I look back because when you're living, you're just living. Okay. Yeah. But you, you hit a moment in your life that you start asking that question. You said, what is your why? And then mm. you have to rewind. When I rewind, I found that every step of my life I was teaching mm. and I love to teach. Another connection I, I connected the dots with was I love to talk about relationships and right. people would often come to me and talk about relationships and they mm. would ask my advice or ask my tips, you know, and I would freely give it and I would love to watch wedding videos and I would love to see when people propose to someone. I was always into that. When I went through my divorce, and I found myself lying on the floor, looking up, wondering what, what is going on? <laughs> is going on. How did I get here? Who am I? Why am I here on this earth? It allowed me that space to go on an emergency self-discovery journey to find mm. out who I really am. And when I did that, that's when I went back and I realized from five years old, I was teaching and I realized that I've always loved love. And I also realized, although I was lying there and I felt like everything was stripped away from me, that I wanted to see how can I help someone else not end up here? Here, yeah. And even if I can't help the world, if I can help someone. Mm. And I was working on a, a job for 14 years. You know, and I was doing uh, accounting. I was in billing. Right. And, and I knew what I wanted to do after that. And I, and, I, and I planned it out. And I finally left there. And I jumped into this. And that's why I like your leadership. <laughs> and because it was a pivoting moment for me. It was scary. Mm. You know, you're used to having, you know, the cash flow. And you know, every Friday you're going to get your money. And my the way I leaped out, I did not keep that job while I did this. Right. I, <laughs> it was a clean break in a sense. Yeah. It was a clean break, you know, and I was able to do it now. I had my money in my 401k plan. You know, I had money, so I don't want to sit here and make you think that I jumped out with nothing and you know, no, I prepared, but I did not keep one thing to do the other. I wanted to dive right. in and I wanted to focus in. And when I did that. I realized that I'm so fulfilled with that. So I'm, I'm happy that you were, uh, you allowed me to go pre this, yeah. you know, because the Angela S. Walker is Angela S. Walker, no matter what, you know what I mean? I'm bringing her into my coaching. And one of the things that make my coaching so effective is because I bear my scars to help others heal. I don't mm. mind being authentic. I don't mind telling my true story. I don't mind doing that. When the time is there, I do that. And I find that my clients are very receptive of this because they feel they have someone they can relate to and that mm. I'm not judging. I'm able to say, I sat where you sat. I stood where you stand. And I'm telling you that if you wanted to work, it will work. And if you both want it to work, it will work. Because it will work. It will work. If you yeah, man. You know, I am a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a mother. I'm a friend. I'm an author. I'm a designer. I'm a coach. 
I have a heart and passion for love and a mission to create healthy and long-lasting relationships. I am a motivator. I don't use my truth as an excuse not to make a positive mark in this earth. And now I'm a proud guest on Lead Her Ship. That is who I am. <laughs> You're awesome, man. Thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. And so for you, like, you know, having a career and leading yourself in that and then deciding to take the absolute scariest risk that <laughs> most people are too timid to take, you decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Firstly, whoa. Okay. Um, what would you what advice would you give to someone right now who's listening and they're thinking about the same thing? Maybe they had a similar career in accounting, or maybe they're at, you know, one of the biggest law firms ever. I don't know. But they're right now thinking to themselves, I'm not living my purpose. I'm not happy. I don't feel fulfilled. And I want to be just as great as Angela. What is the advice? What's the number one thing? What's the first step that they could maybe start to take to, to, to take that risk? The first step, position yourself. Mm. And what I mean by that is posi your position may be different from my position. Position right. yourself, meaning what would it take for you to go all out into what you want to do? Mm. For you, it could look like I don't need to jump totally off my job. I may right. need to migrate into what I what I have to do. To others, it may be I will jump, but do I have a support system when I jump? Let me mm. tell you about me. I jump, but guess what? I'm back home with my parents. I moved out of my own place and I'm back home. You know why? Because they it affords me to take that leap. It affords right. me to do that because now my parents are taking that burden of financial burden off me so i can be that coach that i'm not coaching just for money because had i jumped out and left that job behind without holding on to it who knows maybe i would have been so financially stressed that alien i probably would have started coaching just for money I yeah probably, i yeah. probably would have found myself telling my clients what they want to hear because i need the money in right. the position i'm in I position myself so that I do not just tell you what you want to hear. I tell you what you need to need hear. To hear. Money is not my motivation. Mm. So my advice would be position yourself and know what it takes for you to live while you are pursuing what you are born for. Mm. That's powerful. That's actually very powerful. And so for you, just thinking about how you've led your life and how you've led your career and you know, some of the key things that you've done over the years, who would you say taught you this level of leadership? I know you mentioned your mom earlier, um, but where would you say you, you felt like you started to lead or learn how to lead? And who was that person that influenced that for you? Thank you for asking that. Over the years of me working in corporate America, Fortune 500 companies, I had the opportunity to be amongst the best leaders. And right. these are not celebrity leaders that I can throw out a name and we would all identify. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about real people that you can touch, that you grab a little bit from them, this person, I like this style. 
I grab a little bit over here. Right. Those are the opportunities I had. I also had the opportunity to say, I do not like that form of leadership. I do not like that style. Mm. I'll give you an example. What I pulled away from a lot of experiences that I've had, Alan, is that I did not want to be the kind of leader that had to lead with an iron fist. Mm. I did not want to be that type of leader. I wanted to be the leader that never forgot where I came from. Mm. I wanted to know, I don't care if I'm working at a burger joint. If I became the manager of that place, I never wanted to forget how it felt when that grease popped my hand trying to flip those fries. Mm. Because if you stay connected to where you come from, you will always be humble. And this is the type of leadership that I gleaned from here and there in all of my years of being in corporate America. I had the opportunity to become a leader in those places as well. I had the opportunity in companies to actually lead uh, and, and implement certain programs and see how my style of leadership was received. I had right. those opportunities to pretty much play in the sand field, as you might say. So when I'm out here now, I know what is the best style for me. So my advice would be for anyone as a leader, never forget where you come from. Right. And never stop being the student of your area of influence. Mm. If you are a coach and, and, and you know you are a good coach, never stop being a student. You're never that good that you can't get better. Always sit, always sit in the student seat of your area of influence and always mm. be ready, Aliyah, to pivot. Always be ready to shift when you have to because even as we know what this COVID-19 is going around, yeah. I had to shift my leadership. I had to shift my teaching style from meeting people at, at at in libraries or conference rooms or or hotels and do my seminars and workshops to now being a virtual coach yeah learn how to shift and pivot so that you'll always be able to stay in the game yeah and and be agile enough to do that because i think yes. we get so structured and we get so bogged down with this is our process. It can't change no matter who comes, no matter how we build, no matter how we grow. This is our process and it can't change, you know, and we aren't agile enough to say, you know, okay, maybe that step of the process can be moved, you know, <laughs> or maybe this department over here, we can get rid of that for a minute, you know, and we don't take the time to even build environments like that. So my question to you, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as someone who's building something from the ground up, you know, where, where's your mind at in terms of your vision? Like who is Angela 2035? Yes. <laughs> what does Angela 2035 <laughs> look like? Talk to me about that. <laughs> what she looks like. She looks like someone that is now leading other relationship coaches. She right. looks like someone now is building a course and building a program where they don't have to spend that time trying to build something from the ground up. They can spend their time coaching other individuals. Wow. What she, what Angela looks like in years to come is someone that people are ranting and raving about saying, this woman has helped salvage so many relationships. It's unbelievable. This woman has helped so many people find their perfect love match. And these matches are having long lasting, healthy relationships. Yeah. That is who Angela S. Walker looks like in the future to come. 
that's amazing and and it's is a reminder you know because i think generally as leaders we forget that one of the main purposes of leadership is to build other leaders you know we're not supposed to just keep doing this and it's just us doing it on our own and only and forever doing this so it's 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 refreshing to hear you say that you know that you're in the you're in the frame of mind you will build other leaders who can build other leaders and it's almost like a real effect because the purpose isn't Angela to coach the purpose is fulfilling the lives of other people so that their relationships work absolutely whether you are doing that (laughs) right whether you are doing that coaching or others who you are leading is doing that coaching you know that's that's the point yeah it's about the purpose not about the person it is about the purpose it is about the purpose (laughs) not about the person yeah that's because when you make it about the person when you make it about you we can't do what you suggested it's hard to shift it's hard yeah. to change. It's hard to remove that to add that. You know why? Because we've made it too personal. When mm. we made it about the purpose, we will be able to adjust things. We will be able to shift things. We won't get stuck in the same way of doing things. We will learn to stay current and be innovative because it's not per- purpose. It's not personal. It is about the purpose. <sighs> great. That's, <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so what is your thoughts on... I'm going to be a little controversial here. Now, okay. you know, there's a coach for everything these days, right? Yes, and, yes. you know, so many people are getting um, involved in this area of, of expertise and any and everyone is kind of tacking that onto their name, <laughs> even when not certified, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, for those who are certified, all due respect to you, you've done it well done but for you know there's generally you see a influx of of coaches and and persons who are in the coaching space for you how how do you work especially in your area of relationship coaching how do you work best to influence persons towards you how do you lead your clients or at least the clients that you truly want to work with towards you especially with such an influx of of coaches that exist love it love it love it you're right let's first touch on what you said right now since the pandemic alien you are correct everyone is a coach Everyone is everything because mm-hmm. we've had nothing to do but sit home and go on online and, and, and become a coach, whatever. Yeah. What I do is, again, it's about the purpose, right? For me, I often tell people, when you go on my social media account, my Instagram account, I give free relationship tips and techniques because- right. At the end of it all, it's about your relationship. The right. clients will come. I will tell any coach, if you give something, you'll get something every time. Mm. Give anyway, because if it really is about coaching people, if it's really about, in my field, the relationships, well, what if someone can't afford a coach? Yeah. So do I X them out? Yeah. Do, they, you know, do I say their relationship doesn't matter at all? Mm. No. Everyone pretty much have a a social media account. And if you don't have a computer at home, you can go to the library. 
I utilize my Instagram page to not really do selfies of me, to, to put real information on there, tangible things, things you can take practical advice, practical tips, where you can literally apply it to your current situation. Right. This is what I do, and this is how I choose to lead others. Mm. That's amazing. You know, because oftentimes we don't use these tools necessarily for the right, you know, for the right purpose. <laughs> it's, it's very social. In a, yes. in a lot of ways. So it's good yes. to hear you say that. So for someone who is, you know, not quite sure what to do, um, but they are taking that leap or they have taken that leap, whether in the last few weeks or in the last few years, and they're either looking to shift in some way, pivot in some way, or grow what they have and grow it grow it as effectively as they can. Is there any advice you would give to that professional that would allow them to grow effectively? Yes, absolutely. A couple of things. What I would say is don't get discouraged. When you're trying to build anything, it's hard, okay? You're going to tap into some areas that you're not familiar with. You're going to have to learn some skills that you're not comfortable with. Don't get discouraged. I would say continue to go. Even if you hit a roadblock, if something doesn't work out quite the way you think it should have worked out, remember, we fail our way to the top. Mm. Every, every time you fail, don't throw in the towel. Take a mm. lesson from it and keep building upon that. This is what I would first say to you. Always remember that we fail our way to the top. Another thing that I would say is Connect yourself with individuals. Connect yourself with people because there, most of the time, there is someone that has done what you're trying to do. And believe it or not, because I had the misconception, Aliane, to think, well, if they're doing what I, I'm doing, they're not going to want to share their share. Yeah. You know, they're not going to want to tell me how can I make it very easy for myself. But yeah. guess what? Someone out there, they are very, they will be very happy to help you succeed. Don't worry about it. Go into people, DM, DM people and say, give a compliment. Say, hey, I love what you're doing. I love your style of teaching. I love how you're being effective. If you don't mind being my mentor. Yeah. You'll be surprised who's out here that would help you. Don't yeah. be discouraged. So know that you fell your way to the top and always find someone that could support what you're doing. I think that's so key because, you know, I, I myself has, have had that experience, but also seen it on the other side where persons are even reluctant to ask, you know, and I always stick with that frame of mind, you know, what was the worst they're going to say? <laughs> the worst they're going to say is no, like, okay. And if they say no, what happens? Hey. You just go to the next person, you know go what I mean? Go to the next person. Yeah. So, so not letting that discourage you. I love that. Um, so now, you know, we have a lot of listeners out there truly curious about your book. I myself am curious <laughs> about your book. So tell us more about this book that you've written Thank and you so where much. can we get a copy? Thank you so much. The, uh, my book, How to Resolve Any Relationship Issues, is available on Amazon. It's, it's available in the ebook as well as paperback book. Nice. Uh, you know, the slowest lesson I've ever 
ever learn. You know, I only wish someone, you know, would have told me before I ruined most of my relationships. It's not what you say that matters. It's also how, when, where you say it. And mm-hmm. sometimes getting to know someone, getting someone to hear you out, you know, it's not as easy as it seems. You know, yeah. in my book, How to Resolve Any Relationship Issues, you will learn how to confidently and comfortably face issues head on without feeling like you're in a tug of war match and the book is also alien is a guide uh, with great examples that you can apply to your life today that would help you uh, be more effective in your communication i have tips and techniques on how do you properly ask for a raise on your job you know there are ways that you can properly ask your partner when are we going to get married you know i Mm. put these real life issues in this book and i help you learn how to tackle those issues thank you so much for asking me about those and any of my services alien anyone could um follow me on instagram my instagram name is angela.s.walker and in my bio you can click that link and you'll find out all about my services my book and a freebie i have for those that they can that would help them ask good questions to help them find that perfect love match in their life. That's absolutely free. Awesome guys. So Angela, thank you so much. You've been awesome as I knew you would, (laughs) you know, so much little nuggets that, that, you know, we really, we really pulled out here today, but you know, one of the biggest things that I think I've taken away is guide yourself through purpose and not through the person you know, is not about you. (laughs) And I think that is, that is at the epicenter of leadership, in my opinion. It's not about you. Leadership is not about you. Right. And I think that is one of the main things I've pulled out. So thank you so much for that. You've been amazing. Don't forget guys. Don't forget guys to check Angela out. Angela.s.walker. And check out that freebie i mean i yeah. may check it out myself too hello <laughs> i'm sure there's some nugget in there that i yes. can benefit from as well thank you so much angela thanks for having me my pleasure <laughs> so this has been lead her shift we are on the road and rolling and angela has really inspired us with her relationship coaching session that's how i feel <laughs> <laughs> and we are gonna see you very very soon on the next episode Bye, guys. Bye.